The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. of out of the shadows i'm one of your hosts chris chavez joined as always by jim clark and we're no longer on fear street jim no no sadly i miss that place i wish we could move in again <laughs> in time well, that's the beauty behind netflix you can visit anytime you want yeah but it's like it's like it's like going to your mom's house after you move out every sunday and eating the same spaghetti dinner every night it's like I enjoy the company, but I already like know what's coming. <laughs> so why bother well, going to dinner? <laughs> well, you know, you have movies that you are comfort films, right? You go back yes, and watch yes, over yes. and over. Do you still do that with newer movies? Because I found that as I got older with newer movies, I don't really watch newer movies over and over again the way I did when I was like in my late teens and 20s. You know what I mean? I think it depends yeah, on the movie. You're getting out of your 20s, dude. You're moving, in, yeah, you're moving up. Yeah, that's moving weird that you up. say that because, yes, I, I, I noticed that the movies that I watch over and over again are usually older movies. Yeah. Not these newer ones that I see. I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen it. Then again, a lot of the, the movies... Burning, I, the Burning, I've watched, you've watched more recent, like more more than once. But it was just for this. It was just for this, though. Oh, okay. Um, granted, I am going to watch that again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but I feel like the movies I've been gravitating toward, towards recently are movies that you only really need to see once they're like super emotional character driven drama pieces i got you um, okay because it's kind of been the groove i've been in outside of the podcast um so those types of movies i don't think like um like 500 days of summer that's not really a movie i need to go back and watch a second time yeah like, true maybe in like true. two three years i'll go back and revisit it but it's not one that i need to pull out every year and watch you know now what what kind of movies did you normally watch over and over did you have that? Did you have movies that you watch over? Horror and over? movies, uh, dude. I used to fucking watch Die Hard all the time. I love that movie. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's nothing that really takes the place anymore. You don't do that anymore. You don't. Indiana watch Jones movies, dude. I was that fuck, dude. Indiana Jones <laughs> is my shit. I love Indiana Jones. He is why I am where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you don't do it anymore. Not with newer stuff, right? But I can see, really. see Fear Street feels like those kinds of movies like you can. And that's probably something... Like you could dive right back into it, be back into the stories yes. again, watch the killers again, watch the whole thing again. However, I still feel like that's something I'm going to pull out closer towards Halloween. Gotcha. And if I pull it out outside of that time frame, it's probably because I'm in a Halloween-type mood. Gotcha. Um, not just a scary movie-type mood. Gotcha. Like it'll be like a, a cool, cool rainy night, and it'll smell like fallout. And I'm like, ah, uh, I'll yeah, put on 1666. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be your first go to. Probably, yeah. You, you okay. know what would be really cool, dude, is if, I, and I'm sure somebody's going to do it, but edit the movies like linearly. Yeah, yeah, and do it. Do it. I'll sit there for what six hours? They were all like two hours long. I'll sit there for six hours and watch that whole thing chronologically. You could do that. You could do that easily. Yeah, that wouldn't be too hard to pull off. No, not at all. Um, it just it takes some stopping and pausing and doing this here and there. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and, and dropping of scenes, because there's probably some from 78 in the interim, from 98 going into 78 that you probably won't need. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, done. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see myself pulling this out around Halloween, for sure. I could see what myself watching, especially it feels like, especially the second one, because the second one is in 90, well, the 94 takes place in October. It's starting around in October. Um, yes. Because they focus on on Ziggy's calendar in 1978 um, at the beginning, and it's like so many days since he's been. She's That's been how divided. I found out that it was 16 years. I did the math. I said, okay, five thousand nine hundred something days. But, I said divided what by what whatever saying. equals this times that divided by whatever, however it is. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're 16. like 16.2834 something. I'm like, okay, about every 16 years, it's a cycle. Like a beautiful mind, dude. Yes, it's all around me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll watch this during Halloween time. Um, and I gotta tell you, I think I would definitely watch this trilogy and replace some movies uh, on my list for Halloween. Really? T- today we're gonna talk about a movie that, as I watched it again, and I've seen this a million times, man. But for this time, it was more. It wasn't about sitting down and putting it on. Because it was creepy out, and it was it was this. It was about sitting down and watching this film as a film. Does mm-hmm. this make sense? What's going on with this? How is how's the acting? How's all this stuff? Right. So this is how I watched it. So it's going to be interesting because because I'd never watched it in the way I watched it this time. Oh, dude, um, I think we're going to be on two totally different sides here for the first. I time. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about Halloween too. <laughs> I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason that wasn't even remotely human. Some kind of a joke. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Janet, go tell Mr. Garrett we're having trouble with the phones. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. What's this? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead.
Let's go, dude. How did you feel about this movie? Because you've seen this before, obviously. This is so. Let me give you my history, okay? Let me give you my Halloween history. It's fifth grade, okay? So we're talking like 2004, around that time. Oh man, okay. I think it's around Halloween time, and I got a buddy over, and AMC is playing these movies. They're playing uh, Halloween, Halloween two, and Halloween three back to back. Oh my god, that's amazing! And my parents let me watch them with my buddy. We caught the end of one. And then we saw two. So this was really technically my first foot in the door with the Halloween series. Okay, okay. Um, and then three, I was like, and we'll get to this when we talk to three, but I'm like, where the fuck was Michael Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But anyway, two. Uh, yes, this was my intro to uh, the series all together, basically. Um, okay. And I'm sure I had familiarity. Like, I knew who Michael Myers was before this, but I didn't, I'd never seen the movies. Um. But I, overall, dude, I like it. For what it is, and you ignore everything else that came after it, if it was just these two movies, um, I, obviously it's got its downfalls, and I'm going to pick it yeah. to pieces here when we get into it. But I yeah, yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. And, I'll, and we'll get into it, and I'll tell you why I like it. Oh, yeah. It's not the worst Halloween. It's no, not at no. all. And it's not bad. I'm not going to say it's bad in, in like, oh, man, you can't watch it. It's it's bad. It's not like that at all. But I did watch it where I was started to pick it apart more and more. And I was like, man, the charm of the things that I liked about it maybe back, uh, you know, even a few years ago before I really started dissecting these films. Um, it's losing some of the charm in certain parts <laughs> here, man. What the hell's going on? So... Halloween 2 picks up immediately right after Halloween. And this never happens again. We never have a Halloween where we see, you know, um, the day after Halloween. No, this is the only so. one. Everything, the else, time. Yeah. everything else ends on Halloween. So this one, it picks up immediately after on that night where Loomis shoots Michael. You know, he falls off the, the ledge, off the balcony. He's on the, he's on the ground. Loomis looks over the... The, the railing and he's not there so he's t- he's gone that's how the first one ends this one we see him go out into the street looking for him we also pick up from michael myers point of view and we start to see where he's going and he's walking around mm-hmm. like the back alleys the the garage he's looking in the window this lady's like making a sandwich right he goes and that's how he gets his knife because he's gonna need a knife it's michael myers let's give him a knife yes and what's happening is basically, it, like I said, it picks up right from where it left off. So we also see Laurie Strode being taken out of the house by, by two paramedics and taken off to the hospital, rushed off to Haddonfield Hospital. Mm-hmm. Dr. Loomis is trying to get the sheriff and the other cops to take him seriously that Michael Myers is still out there and they got to go after him. And the sheriff's just kind of like, you know, you're annoying the crap out of me. You know, let's knock it off. Um. So these are the stories that are happening. There's there's Lori going to the hospital. There's Michael Myers still out on the loose, and there's Loomis out looking for him, all on the same night still. Yes. There comes a spot where they think they see Loomis thinks he sees Michael amongst this mm-hmm. group of of, of, of trick or treaters uh, because it's a man wearing a jumpsuit in a in a in a looks like a Michael Myers mask. So he's yelling at him to stop, and the guy's like kind of running across the street, like. I'm not going to let you steal my candy. Uh, <laughs> right. And he ends up getting hit by, by a, a, a speeding cop car who like the cop cars are speeding through here because let's, let's not forget. It's not just like this is out of nowhere. 
this comes right after the carnage of what just happened and things. Are oh yeah, so everybody's like on crazy. alert. Yeah, which I'm surprised there was even kids still on the street. Exactly. To be honest well, with you, we're gonna talk. About, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff that you're like, <laughs> wait, wait a second here. Um, but yeah, so that happens, right? Uh, he ends up ki- killing this person, and, and the guy goes up in flames. And they're 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 convinced. Cops are like, it's Michael Myers. Loomis is like, you know what? I know Michael Myers. I've seen him get up from from bullets. We got to make sure this is him. So they they go and decide to do a. They take him to the autopsy room, and the guy's like, "Yeah, this is a like nineteen year old kid, right? No feelings. Yeah, he's he seventeen have to nineteen, something like that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> the reaction. Oh, shit, not fuck, dude. We just killed a kid, man. <laughs> Laurie Strode is in this hospital where uh, one of the paramedics have, has taken a liking to her. Uh, what was his name? Jimmy. I think his name is Jimmy. Jim, yeah, Jimmy takes a liking to her. Meanwhile, we we see a lot of other things happening in this hospital. It's a it's again, this is a horror movie hospital, so it's a hospital where there's only like two staff members and hang on though. They don't pay for their electric bills, so the lights are off in most of the entire place. Um it is it is the baby wing or something. But why is the the newborn wing right next to like the emergency area where she's like you know what is it um, so um you know what it it has the initials for Haddonfield Memorial Hospital um but it's not ever referred to as a hospital i don't think it's referred to as a clinic yeah um, they do keep calling it a clinic isn't that weird even though yes. everything says hospital 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 so um is it like the I don't clinic know. In i didn't the have a problem open? i didn't have a problem with there not being anybody around but that's like all horror movies, dude. All all hospitals and horror movies are like because that's how hospitals life. are at night, dude. When it's a quiet night and you nothing's going on, there's nobody around. You might be right. I don't think I've been in you a know? hospital at night, to be honest with you. Thank God. I mean, it's been I a while. Remember. It's been a little while, but yeah, dude. It's kind of like if it's if it's a quiet night and there's nobody in the emergency room, and if you're not in the emergency room, dude, it yeah. can be that's very true. quiet. That's true. And she's um, not going to be near the emergency room. But no. however, like even when she went out in the parking lot, there was nobody around. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's Nobody. true. I get it. I get both sides of that argument. I get it. Um, Michael ends up making his way there, right? And so there comes this cat and mouse thing again with him and yes. Lori. He's chasing her down. Meanwhile, Loomis is still looking for Michael out in the streets, and he gets stopped by a doctor um, that he knows that says, look, you got to come back. They're not okay. The governor says you have to come back. And Loomis is like, it's not happening. And this lady's <laughs> like, well, we've got... Um, what, what we got a they? marshal outside. You really yeah. don't have an option, dude. U.S. Marshals, we're taking you into cut. And I'm like, what? What is going on? <laughs> that this is the kind of power the governor's throwing around for. Dr. And the governor's going to throw a fucking U.S. Marshal out there to go pick this dude up? No, you're going to send the state police or something. So there's more. So during this, they're looking for him, right? And during this time, we learn a lot of stuff going down. We find uh, Loomis finds out there was this file. So Loomis, this expert on Michael Myers, the guy who's been following him for however many, 15 years, the guy who's been studying that knows this guy inside and out, did not realize that there was a file that was kept hidden from him. And it was a file that basically said that Laurie Strode is really Michael Myers' sister that she was born two years after the murders, and that was two years before her parents died. Uh, but when they did die, she was given up for adoption and to protect her and her, her identity and the horrors that, you know, who her brother is, they sealed it so no one would ever know. And we find this out 
because right before that, there's this little dream sequence that Laurie Strode has where this kind of plays out, where she's a girl and her mom says to her, I'm not your real mother, and that's it. And then there's this other dream sequence where she's a girl and she's looking at her older brother, Michael, at the at the hospital. He's staring out a window. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but it's like if you couldn't figure it out, we're going to have Dr. Loomis literally <laughs> tell you this or we're going to find this out through this this thing with Dr. Loomis. So that goes down. Michael Myers finds Lori. And, and while he's you know going for her, he's cut. He's just killing people. He's killing security yeah. guards. He's killing nurses. Anybody he's in killing his way. paramedics. He don't give a shit who it is. Um, he's going after her now and she escapes out into the parking lot and tries and gets into this car where Jimmy comes in and Jimmy's all out of it because earlier he found one of the nurses dead in a room. Um, apparently, you know, Michael, Michael decided to bleed her out. He wasn't going to like do anything else, but just stab a, what was it? An IV into her arm and just let her bleed out. Yeah. But I don't understand why she would have just sat there and bled out. Unless there's a he, lot like, knocked her out or something or there's a lot to not understand with this. <laughs> um so she he slips and falls though. Like that's a fun that's kind of a weird thing. He's standing there, he turns around, he slips, falls, smacks his head, he's passed out. So fast forward to when Lori's in the car and here he comes, he's kinda out of it. You could tell dude's had a concussion, right? Like he's oh, yeah, fucked dude. up. Uh, but then there's this moment of clarity. Like she says his name and he looks over at her and like he all of a sudden there's a moment of clarity. He's like, all right, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to take us out of here. He faces the wheel again and then boom, he's out. Zonked. Um, and then that's it. Is he dead? Is he not dead? <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Myers is coming after her. She gets back into the hospital just after Loomis and, and company arrive. Um, because Loomis, let me tell you something. He decided he was going to convince this this U.S. Marshal to to listen to him. He's like, "Listen, we got to go back. If, if she's the sister, you're going to listen to me." He's like, "I'm not doing anything you say." And Loomis pulls a gun on the marshal <laughs> and is like, "You're going to do this right now." And the guy's like, "I got nothing to lose except my job." And he turns the car around and he heads out there. But not even, dude. <laughs> something something said, and, and they're like, "Yeah, Loomis isn't serious. You're not going to do that." And he says, "Oh, you want to fucking bet?" And he shoots the car window out, dude. <laughs> So I'm like, much. God damn, Loomis. So, much. Um, so now we're at this final face-off, man. Now now Michael Myers is here. Loomis is shooting him again. He's not dying. Now we know, okay, bullets don't stop him. Um, it comes down to Loomis, Lori, and Michael in this room. And uh, Lori shoots Michael Myers twice through both eyes. He starts bleeding like, you know, it looks like he's crying, but he's bleeding out of his I had the picture right on my wall, dude. Uh for some reason, the bullets are lodged in his brain. They didn't shoot out the back. We saw nothing out the back of his head. Yeah. So both no bullets went wounds. through both eyes and then are lodged in his brain. And he stays alive, trying to cut her with a scalpel. Loomis is like, let's turn all the gas on in this room because there's all these canisters of gas, right? Turn all the gas on in the room. And all of a sudden, Michael starts hearing the noise. It's like a game of Marco Polo. It's like, <laughs> so he starts swinging for that. Laurie turns one on. He starts turning towards Laurie. Loomis does it again. He turns towards Loomis. And uh, Loomis is like, Laurie, get the fuck out of here. She pieces out. Loomis pulls out a lighter and explodes the place. Yep. And uh, Mike dies, bro. He comes out kind of covered in flames for a bit, then falls on his face. And uh, yep. kaput, and Lori survives once again. 
and she gets put into an ambulance. She's taken from the hospital, and I'm assuming to another hospital now in an ambulance. And or maybe uh, they just dumped her someplace. It's it was like, good weird, luck. Right? We're not fucking with that again. <laughs> it was weird that they would took her away from the hospital. Like you're literally in the hospital. Um, and also there was a newscaster, like there was a whole news crew there narrating what was happening. And he's yeah. loading her into the van, into the ambulance as we speak. She's heading <laughs> into the back of the ambulance. It was, it was crazy, dude. That's Halloween too, man. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of craziness in there though. Some of the yes. stuff you pointed out as we went, um, like let's talk about like the lunacy that is Loomis in this one. Yeah. You know what his catchphrase was for this movie? I shot him six times. Lies. 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 What the fuck? Revolver holds seven bullets, dude. At the beginning of this film, and I never paid attention to it, so I'd have to look at the original. And like, I, I don't know. I never paid attention to this. But when he shoots Michael Myers at the beginning of this film, he shoots once inside the house while Michael Myers is trying to attack Lori. She, he was choking the shit out of her. She pulls his mask off. He stops choking her so he could put his mask back on. Loomis mm-hmm. is there. Pow! Shoots him. One shot. He stumbles into the room. Loomis chases after him. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six more shots. How is that possible? But again, Magic bullet was theory. that at the end of the original movie? Was I don't know. I have to go back seven. and look at it now. I have to go and back then, and look again. Because I think it was just the beginning of this movie they shot him seven times. It's insane. <laughs> Seven but even times. so, dude, that entire beginning sequence was all fucked up, dude. So anyway, I watched this the first time I, I put this on for this show. I watched the first one, and then right as soon as it ended, I put this on. Dude, and right away, it felt like I was watching Scream. I shit you not, dude, because you could see that much of a budget increase between the first movie and this movie. Yeah. Just quality-wise, um, what they were doing with the camera-wise. Yeah. Um, and the first Halloween... The first one's an indie about a film. Three hundred, yeah, it had about a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar budget. Yeah, okay. Halloween two had a two and a half million dollar budget. Yeah, after and they you could saw, fucking tell, dude. Yeah, so we know a lot of the mythology with these Halloween movies and John Carpenter, yes. right? We know how he wanted to make them anthology films and not related to each other whatsoever. And that when they asked him to come back to do the second one, they were like, but we don't want you to do that. We want you to follow up what's going on with this story. And he's like, no, that's not what this is about. And so that's why they ended up using someone else to direct, right? And mm-hmm. The idea here was, let's see what else happens. Unfortunately, it was a few years later. It wasn't immediately. So yeah. when you get Jamie Lee Curtis back, by the it's time like you start filming. Five years later, dude. Yeah, by the time you start filming, she cut her hair, dude. It's short. You yeah, she's I mean? wearing a wig this whole movie. She had to wear a wig, and you can tell it's a wig. And she, and yeah. almost the entire movie, her movie, like... Her in this movie is laying down the entire, like, first two-thirds of the movie is laying in a bed, and then a bunch of crawling, and then the very last end sequence. Like, this is yeah. Laurie Strode for the entire movie, is is, is in, in a prone position, in, in this struggling position. That's Laurie. That's her. The, this entire movie is about that and setting up this mythos about her being the, the, the sister. The sister. Because Which I don't mind that mythos. Everything else we're seeing, I wasn't a fan of it. They, they, the, everything else is about following Loomis and Loomis telling us everything we need to know through monologue. 
through yeah, a lot of the movie. Dumping. Dude, in the first movie, I love the fact that Loomis has that monologue about the evil that Michael is. Yeah. In this one, he has it like 20 times with like five different people. Yeah, he seemed like he was on repeat. Oh, Again, God. I shot him six times. Oh, he's evil incarnate. He's evil. I remember fucking... working with this boy when he was this, and the, and the, and and he goes into this thing, and then he goes into this like, hey, just in case you didn't know about druids, let me school you on history now. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so like, and so that's where it starts to, you know, and that's where everything else came from, all the the druid stuff and everything building into this, the mythos to this. Um, but but who wrote this movie? It's all over. John the place. Carpenter, John Carpenter, and Deborah Hill wrote this movie. It's so all and the over only the reason place. they did it was for the money. They didn't care. So who's were to they say they were just like, let's just coke, make this dude? so fucking outlandish? They're all coked out, dude, and they're just like, oh, you know what we should do too? Let's have Loomis literally threaten the U.S. Marshal. Yes, and then <laughs> and shoot discharge a car weapon, window out. Discharge the weapon right in his ear too, like. <laughs> Oh my god! He's like, "What is it you guys do?" Oh yeah, that's right, a warning shot. Pow! Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, I f- I felt like watching it again, like just with this kind of really, really get into this, dig into this, and see this. Like, there was stuff that I always kind of just went with because it's part of the story. But now it was just kind of like, okay, let's be honest. I don't care who it is, any officer who has now a gun in the vicinity that's threatening his life is not calm with like, dude, it's just my job, whatever. Let's whatever. Just, do this. just shoot me and get it no, over with no, if you're going to do no, it. Because it's life and death now. Now it's about them yeah. trying to survive. Nobody's going to be like that, dude. Unless unless you really have nothing to live for. And somebody who has really nothing to live for, they're not going to say that. <laughs> and I love that like you know he gets I mean? to the they get to the hospital and he's like, can I trust you? He's like, you go do this, right? This is the guy that just literally threatened your life and took over the V like like and then he and then the woman says something to me. He's like, You shut up. Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? What is going on? <laughs> Yo, Loomis hit his fucking limit. He's like, No more bullshit, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot he said, the this. This ends out of this tonight. <laughs> um, but we are shown that he's not he's not human. Like this was the movie to show us, okay, what we're dealing with and Michael Myers is not a human man. Because nobody's going to take that many shots. Nobody's going to take two shots to the eyes, dude, and be alive. <laughs> True. I mean, he took six shots earlier, fell from a balcony, and then got up and walked around and killed a whole bunch of people like nothing. But I don't understand how you can do that and write that into a film as a plot point um, and part of the narrative and then just never comment on it and never, never um, planning on making a third movie to explain it. Um, it's that's what I'm saying. There's so well, I think there's a lot of stuff cut from this film because I know. So we were talking about Jimmy earlier, right? Mm, like he mm-hmm. he he snaps his head, he smacks his head, he's left in the car with a concussion. There's actually that's the theatrical version. So when they show, had this movie, there was a cut of this movie for TV that you could watch it on TV. Um, but he shows up at the end. Oh really? Like he shows up at the end. His head's bandaged. He's still alive. Like everything's good. So it's like, what else is there? What other footage is there that was taken out that we are just not very much aware of? And I'm sure there's stuff. See, that that's we interesting just not aware because of. because John Carpenter actually went back and shot additional footage for the movie. Ah, 
and shot some additional stuff. So what's added that doesn't make sense? You know what I mean? Like maybe there's stuff that he shot additionally and didn't. Or maybe shoot he extra. shot things additionally because they went and just fucked the whole thing up. And he said, "I got to try and at least salvage my name somehow." I don't know, but this was all over the place. This movie, and I remember I was I've been I was watching it going, "Oh my god, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this <laughs> the same again." Like I always remember watching this, and the thing that always bothered me was the wig thing because it's so obvious okay. and it's it bothers me. I don't know why it just does. Um, <laughs> but now there's all kinds of stuff like Loomis being a complete just off the wall douchebag, so much so that he's at fault for the death of a 17 year old trick or treater, and there's nothing, no repercussions whatsoever. Wielding, oh, just, you can't say. Well, just swinging, yeah, you can't say that. All over the place. You dude. can't say that because you don't know what happened after the fact. Well, I'll Maybe tell you what happened during it, dude. There's a body burning, right? And they're all just like, "All right, let's go." Jump into another car and peace out, and just leave this other <laughs> officer to deal with it, right? <laughs> like, and this other officer is not acting like a person would who just did this and killed somebody. He's just—he's <laughs> literally in the street going. They, what the fuck do I do? Know, like looking around and bro, I, I couldn't believe like I was watching this going, wow, how did I overlook a lot of this stuff? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now let you point a lot of that out. Some of it's still fun though. Like kills are great. Like you still have those classic horror movie moments like the nurse yeah. and the paramedic fucking around in the hot tub. Like that's always going to happen in these horror movies. So that's still in this. Yeah. But you get these, these, these decisions with character and story where you're just like, really? That's, that's what See, you and a lot of this do? stuff, a lot of the, uh, this movie was a lot more violent than the first one. Um, and it was, uh, there was more nudity and sex. Mm. Yes. Um, yep. And the reason that that was done was John Carpenter. I mean, this movie was done in 80, 81. And 81, all yeah. these other movies that had come out, he said, well, a movie like we made in 78 is not going to happen today. It's not going to sell. So he had to include these elements he felt to be able to sell the movie and make a pro, you know, have them turn a profit out. Well, especially because the Friday the Thirteenth movies were already showing us that this was part of a formula, and this is what people were yeah, wanting yeah, to see. Yeah. This is what they were paying to see, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, this is. Uh, so it's interesting to see how they like bounce off of each other and then return. And, yeah, and what influences what, and what opens yeah, the they, door. how they influence each other. Yeah, what opens, but they're the door. still at the same time both. Setting that standard. Yes, exactly. Um, what else? There was something else in this. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't, again, I've never been a fan of the idea that she's the sister. I felt I like that it. was like, oh, like, if that was going to be the case, then just make that part of the first movie, you know? Yes. Uh, however, like I said, I don't mind it. Um, it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, it kind of adds a different layer to, to the character of Michael okay. Myers. Um, it kind of doesn't add, it doesn't kind of make sense because that's why he broke out. Um, I, I much prefer the idea that he just broke out and went nuts um, and that it was just completely random. Right. Um, I prefer that to the idea that it's his sister. However, it doesn't bother Because me. if he's just an evil stone cold killer and he's trying to kill his sister, why bother killing anyone else? Why are you killing the nurse? Why are you killing the parents? In the whole first movie, why were you killing all those yeah. other people? Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. if it's because you're pure evil, then why do so many people get spared? In the first movie, why does that little kid that runs into him at the beginning remember? Just he gets walk. He, no Maybe problem. he's got a policy against kids. Who knows? In this one, he's maybe walking. he saw himself in the kid. Maybe he sees himself as a kid still. Who knows? In dude? this Psychology. one, he doesn't kill the old lady. Thing. The old lady and the old man at the beginning. He doesn't which I'm kill surprised. Them. Right. 
I'm surprised. But he kills the other teenager. Right. He doesn't kill uh, any of the people in the street that are adults. Like, he passes a bunch of people in the street that are adults right. when he's heading towards the hospital, which and conveniently again, he runs into another like kid. right there, right? It's like, yeah. here's the hospital this way. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs into another kid here, this yeah. one carrying a boombox, yeah. and lets that kid Almost go. Almost kind of like this little nod to the first one, a little callback. Like, remember that one? He, he does. Yeah. He's in, the, he's in the little infant ward where the babies were just born. He looks yeah, he at doesn't them, kill doesn't them. do a thing. So it's like, why nope. does he pick and choose? Maybe there isn't a rhyme or reason in his head. Maybe he just... But that's why I think we didn't really need Laurie Strode as being the sister. It's not necessary. No, I don't, I don't think it was necessary, yeah. but I don't mind it. Like yeah. I said, I don't mind it. I don't, know. I don't think it was a necessary aspect, but I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm glad that they, they went away from that with the new ones. I'm glad that they, they decided that that's not the thing. Oh, yeah, and how they even, like, mention it. They're like, wasn't that his sister? That was some stupid no. rumor that somebody that's started. Some stupid or some folklore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, but, yeah, dude, I think Loomis in this one was the one that just drove me up the wall with how, like, so much of it was just, like, all of this going on and on about how many times he shot him and just all of these, like I said, drivel about. You know what, though? Like, even still, I understand that argument. I understand that argument. However, I mean, look at the night this dude just fucking went through. And look at what he's still going through. His mind's not all in one piece. I guess you're right. Yeah, you got to take that I mean? into account. He's got to be fucking. He's got to be off the wall too, man. He's in territory he never, ever, ever expected to be in life. That's true. You know what I mean? And he's dealing with. He's he's not only is he trying to deal with this and cope with it all and like push it aside at the same time till later, but he's got to deal with the fact that there's a killer on the loose that he was supposed to have been able to stop and hasn't stopped yet. He keeps getting blamed for. Oh, dude, we completely looked over the fact that Sheriff that night finds out his daughter was killed because in the first one we see her get killed, right? So this one, we have to see him go and identify the body. Yep. And then look across at the dude that he's been blaming the whole time anyway. Like this whole time he keeps saying it's your fault you let him out. But this time now it's your fault my daughter's dead. That was some yeah. fucked up shit, dude. So imagine how that makes that that weighs on Loomis's yeah, mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I can understand it if you're coming kid. from that. <laughs> exactly. Because he because he thought it was Michael Myers. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. When you when you start to to realize all that and how much that weighs on your on your so I guess discharging a gun in a car is not a big deal then you have to give it a pass. no because he's like fuck you we're doing what I tell you to do I don't give a fuck anymore you because this up. ends tonight <laughs> exactly before I backhand you you stupid just bitch. let me tell you there there comes a certain point where you put everything else aside and you're like all right dude enough's enough and we just got to get shit done and then everything else can be done I love with. that he was like <laughs> right that, now. Right? I love that he was like that in the hallway. He's like, shut the hell up. Blah, blah. This guy's not up. <laughs> and then he looks at Lori. He's like, I'm sorry I yelled. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'm sorry I yelled. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? They have that connection, man. They have that connection from the first one. They were kind of both in the thick of it. Now they're just pussyfooting around with these other sub subpar yeah. fucking characters. Like, get the fuck out of our way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have shit that needs to be taken care of. And yeah, I can get it. I can Let me ask it. you something. see where he comes from. Was Jimmy supposed to be kind of like the, the male, the, the leading male style guy, the guy you wanted to look at and be like, Oh, he could be her boyfriend at some point. Or did you see Probably. him as a creeper or did you just see him as necessary for a story? <laughs> because I kind of saw him as like all three, a little bit. Not, you know what? No, I saw him as the first two things you said. I didn't see him as, as necessary for the story. I didn't think he was, 
they could have completely done without him and it would have been fine. But they could have kept him the way the he point? was and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, exactly. What was the Cause, point? Because uh, <laughs> when he first is around her and he acts like he knows her, like maybe he knows her from school or he knows her like that. You know what I mean? Like he, there, there's some sort of familiarity there. And he even goes up to her while she's kind of out of it and is touching her hand. You know what I mean? And then she comes to yeah. and they talk for a little bit. And while they're talking even, it's almost like they know each other. But then he goes out, and when he comes back again, that's when you find out he's just like, I know you don't really know me. It's like, wait, what? I thought you knew each other. What the <laughs> fuck's going on right now? What the shit is how about, happening? How about when she's, she's fucking comatose? Uh, what was that and about? And he goes Please. looking for the other girl, and then Michael Myers walks in to kill her, and now all of a sudden, miraculously, she's able to move and run yes. around again. Yes, please tell me. What's <laughs> happening, bro? I don't Do you know, see what dude. I'm saying when I thought this was such a mess? I'm like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Yeah. All of a sudden, she's catatonic. And he's yeah. like, hello? Okay, I understand she's having a reaction to the drugs. Cool, great. I understand that. But then the fact that three scenes later or whatever it is, she's up and running around and yeah. away from my... That, with no assistance. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> the nurse that bleeds out. You made mention of this earlier. Really? Yeah. That was it. Just stick it in her arm and that's how she's going to die. She'll be fine that way. And was that the dripping that she heard while she was having this weird dream? I don't know. Cause she was having this dream. And all of a sudden there's this dripping blood thing and she gets, and like she wakes up from her dream and she looks down and she kind of looks around, and then she falls back asleep. It was it was such a weird sequence. It's such a weird sequence. It's so awkward, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I know, know it's dude. your first Halloween movie, dude. This is your movie. No, no. So hey, weird, whatever, dude. dude. I agree. It has its faults. It absolutely does have but its it faults. But it does have fun parts. It does have a lot of yes. things to it that yes. just feel like this is Halloween. This is the Halloween movies. Yeah, even like right out of the beginning, though, with Loomis, when he comes out of the house and he's talking to the neighbor, and he goes, you don't know what death is. And then he turns around, and he runs away all weird, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah, dude. I've been trick-or-treating to death tonight. You don't know what death is. He's kind of like, and the way he turns and runs, like, he's throwing a tantrum. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude. Meh. You know what I mean? But how about the uh, the Night of Living Dead references? Ah, I was going to bring this up. Yes. We should start keeping a tally of how many times Night of the Living Dead is used on on screen in these movies. Because this is okay. one of these movies that's known for having lapsed on copyright. So it's a, it's, a, it's a public domain film. You can use this in your movies with no problem. There's no issues. You have to like put the credits for it, but there's no problem. Like, you don't have to pay royalties. You don't have to pay any kind of anything. No, no, no license to use this whatsoever. Um, and so almost, I mean, there's so many movies out there, horror movies that take place around ha- Halloween, which is typically when this film is shown. Um, yeah, that is always on the movies. It's always on screen, right? I think it was on. It's on a. It's on an episode of Creep Show. It's in. It's in. Um, I think so. Yeah. It's in. Uh, like I said, all kinds of. Dude, Halloween it's in movies. so many things. Yeah. We should start yeah. a tally, right? Like so. So we saw it on <laughs> Halloween too. Check it off the box. We got to keep a tally of that. We got to keep a tally of how many times Tom Savini's name comes yes, up. Yes, exactly. And see which one is more at the end of the series. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of stuff happening with this movie. It's A lot of it is, when I looked at it again, like I said, I was like, wow, I never really looked at it this way. And it's there's a lot to a lot to be desired. So that really makes me appreciate the idea that they decided to go back and redo this 
Um, yeah. You know, and we're going to talk about the newer stuff a, a little bit later in the year. Um, but yeah, for me, this one, this one, you know what this one did make me think about? It made me think about something that you don't normally think of in horror movies. Cause we think about, you know, Oh, horror movies, the kills, this and that we had a scene. It was a very, it was a powerful scene, man, where the sheriff is looking at his daughter and she's there. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it literally is hitting him. And everybody yeah. in that moment is just kind of stunned. And it made me just kind of think, you never think about that. You never think about yeah. all the kids that were murdered in the first one. Like all of their families had to be alerted of it now and be told. Not even that, but think of the families of the two little children. Yeah. You from know? the first one, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. That it. their kid was involved in this and they weren't there to protect their child. Yeah. Um, you know? So Tommy Doyle and Lindsay, yeah. whatever her last yeah. name is. Uh so, and and the, the, just the, the trauma that these families, the grief that they have to go through, you know, all that stuff. And then poor Lori Strode just continuously. Yeah. All these years. So you can see why, you know, even, even if you go off the first one and, and you go to the new version, you can see why she is the way she is based on what she had yeah. to deal with. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into that because that's a different conversation. There's a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll get there one. when we get to that one. But this one, dude, um, listen, I still like it. It's it's fun in terms of, uh, you know, I love bad horror films too. There's a lot of really bad films that I just love them. I don't know what it is. And this yeah. is part of yeah. that packaging. It comes along with nostalgia. It comes along with, you know, youth and looking back at it through rose-colored glasses. Looking at it now, I can still put on those glasses and enjoy it. I had to pick it apart for the mo- for our show to say, hey, this is not perfect. By far, this is not perfect. Oh, but no, it has its no, place. Not at all. It has its place because yeah. it does create a new narrative, a new mythos. And then from here, um, a lot of what Loomis kind of laid the groundwork for in a lot of his little diatribes, they pick and chose what they were going to do with in the future films. Like when it started to go with... You know the, the the satanic druid thing, the the that yeah. he's true evil, all that stuff, and and then even the later films figured out how to tie in three to everything too. So like it, it still fits the narrative, you know. Yeah, and even three, how three tied in with the druids and how they connected that back to this one exactly. to connect it with the original one, even though it had nothing to do with anything else. So for you, dude, watching it again picking it apart you still enjoy it though like this is your movie right oh yeah dude like yeah yeah i i can i'm able to look past everything i think part of it is because of the setting i love the fact that it takes place in a hospital um i I just love that whole concept of that quiet hospital at night dude in a small sleepy town there's not going to be very many people there so of course this is going to happen um and it doesn't bother me one bit i know it bothers some people but not me um just again the fact that it is to follow up to halloween uh which is my favorite horror movie one of my top five movies of all time again it is my introduction to the series i can look at take all the faults and put them aside and really enjoy this movie for what it is yes yeah yeah and 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 if they would have left it at just one and two and three um I'd have no problem with where they left it yeah. and how it ended. Yeah, because yeah. two, we end with him actually dying, and three, we could see how the druid thing kept trying to do its own thing, and then you know, yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, doesn't succeed. 
Um, I agree with you. The hospital setting, uh, even though I picked on the fact that it's dark and this is typically what you see in horror movie hospitals, um, the setting itself in a hospital, I thought it was great. So much of it takes yeah. place there. And I think that's awesome. I like that a lot. There, there is a lot of tension in the cat and mouse. There's this a beautiful scene, man. It's done so well where we see Michael from his, the, his point of view walking around. And he, like I said, he's in the, he's in the little newborn ward. And he's looking out through the glass at these nurses. And we cut to the outside of that talking to the nurses, right? And we have the nurses mm, in mm-hmm. view. And we can see the room behind them in the background. Yes. The glass. And you could barely see him, but he's standing there. He's standing there yep. staring and watching. And it's just the creepiest thing. It's just like... And a lot of times that happens in this movie where shots from his point of view or certain ways that they set up these scenes and these kind of real creepy slow like they just missed each other yeah those work very well in this film like that scene of him coming out of the dark yes in, oh, the, in that doctor's god, office yes. oh my god so it's like good. the best shot in the entire fucking so movie good. dude i love the opening Ugh. when he's walking through like the little the between the oh houses. yeah the neighborhood yes, yes i, I love that, that too um, it's classic Michael yeah, Myers, man. So, so yeah, um, for all of its faults, it does have everything yeah. that you, you want to see in a Halloween film still. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, like, like, like you said, and like I said, I can take all these faults. I can take the fact that it was a lot of Laurie Strode just sitting around. I can take, I can take wild and out fucking Loomis um, <laughs> because it's real. Yeah. Because if you boil it down and you look at it and you were to say, if this situation happened in the real world, this is probably exactly how it would have played out for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might not have been a good play out for a movie, but that's how it most likely would have probably played out in the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I tell you all the time, give me reality. Doesn't matter if it doesn't make for a good story. Give me the fucking real facts. What goes on? What really happened? Show me the reality. And that's, that's why I like it so much. Except when you start getting into the fact that he's shot this many times and <laughs> his eyes are fucking shot out and he's got two bullets yeah. in his brain. That's not so much real, but... I can look, like I said, I can look back. What was it. up with his first kill, bro? Where he could just kind of comes like leaping out of the, the <laughs> like from behind the couch or some shit. And he stabs that girl like real quick. <laughs> but the way he just kind of jumps out, I was, is so comical looking. I was like, what has happened? What, what was that? What was, who made that decision? Um, and that, and that's, and that's your, your introduction to kills in this movie is that. So yeah. you're like, fuck, what the fuck else yeah, am I oh, yeah. in store what for? Well, what was your favorite one? What was your favorite kill? What was my favorite kill? There's a lot of um, interesting ones in this. I, ooh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Some of them we didn't even see. We found out later. Like we saw that. Yeah, that, that like the doctor. Later, yeah. Um, the boiling, scalding hot water. The, the girl's yeah, face just peeling off. Which is weird because, like, typically Michael Myers is about killing. He's not about torturing. Yeah. And that was more torture, like constantly up and down and up and down instead of just putting her head down and letting yeah. her die. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a weird um, decision. I don't know, dude. I think I got to go with Loomis's death at the end. Oh. It's very, very poetic, man. It's poetic and it's like, well, it's coming full circle, man. If he's not, if I'm not getting out of here, he's not getting out of here and vice versa. Except. Um, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but like I said, we're talking one and two, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, true. Right. Nothing and else no exists after this. Yeah, no one knows anything's coming yet. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, exactly. Yet. And that's why I said, if you would have left it at this film and not done all the bullshit afterwards, I think this film would not be as uh, poorly received. Which is as funny this. too, because like for people who saw these, 
why would you be shocked three has no Michael Myers then? Do you know what I mean? Like literally they wanted you to know because that Michael Myers and Loomis died. Like they died. We're done with this. There was no after credit because, scene that made you go, hmm. Because they'd been conditioned by th- yeah. by, by Friday the yeah, 13th to expect back. a killer that just keeps coming Pop back. Out. And you're thinking, Halloween 3, great. Now we're getting another character. Because right now, think about it. It's only these two characters that are coming back. We don't have Nightmare on Elm Street yet. Right, um, right. So it's just these two. These are the two. These are the two modern versions of the 1930s movie monsters. Um, yeah, because once Texas and that's Chainsaw all they know. All they out. know. Once two come out, Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre two was 1986. 86. So that was that was that was even 12 years after the original. Yeah. And the only reason they made that, I feel like, is because they knew they they saw these other fucking series that were like because that movie didn't need a sequel. That movie was great. I was content where it ended up. I didn't need to know what happened to Leatherface after that. Right. He was just out there in the ether. Great, yeah. cool, done. Leave it. But people are people. But they are just, just jumped on the bandwagon clamoring. of all these sequels and movie monsters, yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, even that. So right now we're really only looking at Michael Myers, who isn't even a a returning franchise star, right. really. Like what um, uh, um, Jason's going to turn out to be, right? Um. So this is kind of what we they were conditioned to expect. True, 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 true. I wonder if because I don't think they had the I don't think they had the knowledge that the original intent with the, this series no. was to do it as an anthology. I don't think so. I think that was because even so, after. I think I think I had read that the, uh, the 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 thing with the kid coming in with the bloody mouth was because he had a razor blade in his candy, and supposedly I think that was supposed to be a nod to uh, Carpenter's anthology yes. part of it. Yes. Um. So, but if you don't have that knowledge coming in, then you don't understand that and get that, and you're not able because to watch that's a very, from that viewpoint. Because that again, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot about that because that's another thing in this movie that you're just like, what the fuck is that about? That's not needed at all. Like, but, but it's see, there. it's also a reference to, but it's also a reference to that time period yeah. with parents and their kids and being overly worried. Yeah. I mean, you had the satanic child scares with daycares and, and teachers. But and here's my thing, This was bro. just another thing with the candy, with the this, poison in the candy and razor blades and needles kid, and shit. Yeah. This is another one where it's just like, come on. This kid was holding a razor blade between his lips. Like, he couldn't just open his mouth and pull <laughs> it out. Like, he, maybe maybe his mom said, don't touch it. Maybe Leave it there. Is, we're going to the hospital. How, what an asshole mom, dude. Oh, my God, what dude. What an asshole. <laughs> Flossing with razor blades. Ugh. Oh, man. No, again, like I said, you know, overall, this is one of those movies that it's it's part of it. It fits where it fits. It, it serves its purpose. It's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in it that's, that's going to make you question things, though. Um, do you have any fireside tidbits on this one? I got a couple, I guess. Um, so this movie was originally scripted to take place in. Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. Drum roll. Like Poltergeist 3 in a high-rise building. Like the new Evil Dead in a high-rise building. So that would have been interesting. I don't know where the story would have gone or because, I mean, with this, you pick up right where it ends in the first one. And that's kind of, too, why I like it because it picks up right where that ends. It's not like... I was going to say, Haddonfield doesn't seem to have high-rises. No, it doesn't. So So (laughs) what is this? It would have been like um, Michael Myers takes Manhattan? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Except he never gets out of Illinois. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, okay. I also heard that Deborah Hill said in an interview that uh, they had considered making this movie in 3D. Really? 
Interesting. Um, which would have beat out Friday the 13th. Yeah. Part 3 in 3D. Interesting. Um, so maybe they stole that from these guys. Yeah. Who knows? Somebody heard uh, something. But yeah, I don't think I don't think this movie would have just, just like I don't I, I I have never seen Friday the 13th 3 in 3D. I don't Same. think that's an effective way to show that movie. Um and I don't think that would have been an effective way to show this movie either. Do they sell do they sell Friday the 13th 3D uh with the glasses and all? Yeah, I bought it. I have it on oh, Blu-ray and do. it comes with glasses. One set yeah. of glasses or two? I have two. I actually have three because I have another set from something dude. else. But dude, Come over, we'll watch it. it. Fuck let's, yes, I've dude. I've never experienced it in 3D before. Well, it's not on our list for movies to do in eighty in, in, in the 80s here, but I think we should add that as a bonus well, one just to fun. add it because I would have bought it for nothing then. <laughs> Bro, we should, maybe we could find out some other 3D film horror. And that's, the, that's what we're going to do, a bunch of horror films that are 3D they, they, films. I'll give that you are not on our list. From the that 80s. are not on our list. That are, no, because we'll talk after the show. But yes, I'll give you a whole list. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I didn't see much. Uh, the mask in this movie, I guess, uh, was the same mask as the first movie. Um, but the reason it looked so different is because uh, the, the span of years between there, just the way that the mask was um, handled. Interesting. And then, um, it does seem to change throughout the movie itself, though. Yeah. Like there's a certain part. Which I don't doubt There's a it. certain part where it looks like the mask from the first one. Then there's a certain part where it's like that's not even the same mask almost. Um, it looks a little bit like tighter. And then it almost. does change. It, it'll change throughout the series and and famously known because with like the copyright on the initial mask itself, they could they were not allowed to use the same likeness. So every mask moving forward always has something slightly different about it. It's not the same mask. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of fun Be interesting. stuff with Halloween, dude. Be interesting to have that original mask. Oh, God. Could you imagine, dude? I don't even think it's around. I'll have to look into it. To be honest I'll with you. I'll have to look into it. But you, but you know what? You know what the thing was? Their issue was after the after they made the first movie, they weren't expecting to make a sequel because that wasn't even John Carpenter's right. you know, initial attempt. Right. So they let people take shit home, and I guess Nick Castle took the mask home. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Awesome. And then that's where they ended up. They they had to get it back from him for the second movie. And then after four, I guess, they said, nobody's taking any props ever again because we're going to be making a lot of these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Um, yeah, and they definitely made a whole lot of those fucking movies. <laughs> yes, they and, did. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely get into some more in the future. All right, dude. Let's get out of here now. Um, yes. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. As we say, check out our social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Slasher app. On all of them, we are Out of the Shadows Podcast, except for Twitter. Find us on OOTS Pod. And don't forget, we have our new one. We are on OnlyFans at <laughs> OOTS Pod as well. And that's us uh, posting a bunch of nudes. And it's just yes. a bunch of pictures of pantyhose that are flesh toned. So we. Uh, don't expect very many people on that one, but <laughs> if you're curious, come and check it out. Yeah, right. Aaron, I'm going to check it out myself. Wait. All right. Um, all right, dude. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, nah, just be good to each other. All right, man. Let's, Don't be an asshole. Let's head out of here. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. We're coming back with Ghost Story. We're ending Our last movie. Yes, we're yes 1981. 1981. And then uh, next week, we'll tell you what's following. So, um... Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. As always, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. We appreciate the support. Peace.
I keep saying the same thing over and over. So we'll see you guys next week. Until then, make sure to keep your eye on the shadows. <laughs>